0: Namaskar, my friends, as they say in parts of India. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, here to welcome you back to the Yoga Revealed podcast. It is a pleasure and true honor to highlight one of my most recent teachers who have come into my life, Sri H.S. Arun. When I was living in India for two months with Eddie Modestini, we spent many hours a day, seven days a week, studying and practicing under Arun. Arun was the most loved student by BKS Iyengar and spent over four decades as his student.
1: They call it Matarapdiyasanas. So the moment you go to the post, you become quiet and if you If you are really practiced that way, that type of withdrawal, what you call your Pratyahara. So that Pratyahara happens in Sarvangasana or any postures. The moment you are in a difficult position, in a traffic, in a, in a, in a, a plane, so the moment you close your eyes, you, you withdraw. you come to that Sarvangasana level.
0: This episode takes us deep into the roots of yoga, and it is a blessing for us to be able to hear from Arun on the Yoga Revealed podcast. Open your heart and your ears and enjoy. Namaste, my friends, and welcome back to the Yoga Revealed podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin and I am in southern India, just a few hours away from Bangalore where Eddie Modestini and I have been living over the last two months and studying with an incredible man who has devoted his life's path to revealing, sharing, and investigating his own inner journey of yoga. His name is Arun, and he is one of India's senior most Iyengar teachers. And uh, this is a huge feat that he has spent most of his life practicing and studying under the tutelage of Dr. BKS Iyengar and Arun. It is such a blessing to be sitting across from you at the vision of your Center of Education and Health. And healing. Yeah, where are we?
1: Namaste. As you said, we are in south of India. Our state is called Karnataka, and it is closer to Bangalore, around 60, to, 60 miles from Bangalore. So it's a beautiful facility here. As you saw that, we have plenty of rock mountains here hmm. around. It's a beautiful place here. It's
0: very beautiful, just as much as uh, Prashant Yoga Shraya, your shala yeah. that I am practicing many hours a day. Yeah. It is such a pleasure to be there as well, so before we start, you know really get into the conversation. One question that we always ask our our interviews, our yogis is, how did you find yoga uh,
1: like many of them we started yoga because of illness, the background of illness so when I was like when I was in fourteen years, I had asthma, bronchial asthma, wheezing, allergic to dust and uh, I was asked by one of my seniors to practice yoga. Mm. So that's why I joined yoga class in a small way, like once in three, I mean, three days in a week. And it was surprisingly, in three months, my asthma was completely cured. But I had a couple of years of asthma, um, what do you call that, dust allergy.
0: Mm. Yeah. So you came to yoga from one of your teachers to clear up your asthma
1: yeah one well, of my senior uh, what do you call it I was in a concerned CPA company so I met a, uh, my senior there he asked why are you so weak why can't you do yoga so I was sneezing whenever we used to open I a large, I mean, book I used to sneeze a lot like 30-40 so, <laughs> yeah. so then he advised why can't you do yoga wow. so I went to an institution where already they were teaching yoga and one of my teachers when I went there it was not anger yoga it was some combination of uh, Hatha yoga and uh, mantras and Kundalini, all mix. So I was very fascinated with the teacher. It was a very nice teacher. So we used to teach there, and when I went there, there was no one. In the there was an office. So the the gentleman said, yeah, "Already the course has started. so You had to come after two months." So hmm. then I went after two months. So there was a fresh, what do you call batch was going on. I joined the course. After three months I was... There was a test, like an exam. So I was the second in my test. So I was encouraged in, by by the practice.
0: I see. Yeah. Is this teacher that you're speaking of Mr. Anger? No, no, no. Oh, no. Was, so he was, came not, later.
1: Yeah, he came In my life he came later. This was like 1974. I started practicing for three months and then there was a, what do you call, senior class. That for almost a year. And my teacher who was... Teaching me, he left India and then he went to Europe countries. Mm. Then I was asked by a couple of uh, ladies to give class because they used to see me practicing. They saw my demonstration. Mm. So I was so young, like I was 20 years. So the ladies, they said, if Arun can teach, so then I can learn, we can practice. Mm. Then I told them I do not learn to teach. It's just my practice. They said, oh, we don't mind. So the institution asked me to give class for a couple of ladies, like eight ladies in the room. <laughs> so it was funny that I used to practice, come out, and they used to practice after after me practicing. Yes. So that's how it started. It's very interesting. Even now, the same thing goes on. Instead of teaching, I practice, <laughs> and the students follow me.
0: Yes. Your so practice uh, classes are so, so exciting.
1: Yeah, after that, after a year, I think, and the institution asked me, why can't you give a general class for public? Mm. So then they made a syllabus for three months. Then I was not happy because of no one can learn in three months. Then we extended to four months. Even there I was not happy. Then we made it six months. So was six months class. In between 1977, I met a, uh, a Guruji's BKS a student called Ajit Kumar. Mm. So he influenced us by practicing Ayinga Yoga. He was very interesting because, he, yes, he was teaching us weekly ones on Saturdays for two and a half hours to three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a mix of Ayingar Yoga and Ashtanga. He learned from Guruji BKS Ayengar and from Matabi Joys. Mm-hmm. So he had a combination, both. So we used to practice both, like strong postures or what you call arm balances, mm-hmm. couple of from uh, Ajit Kumar. Mm-hmm. So then 1979... That great teacher Guruji B K Sangar came to the same institution where I used to teach, and there were a couple of teachers, five six teachers, they are reluctant to teach in front of <laughs> in front of the legendary teacher. And uh, my teacher he said, "Hey Arun, why can't you give class?" I said, "Okay." So you know, ignorance both are beasts for me. <laughs> so I, I just stood in front of me, started with st- typical standing poses of odd bands. So it was almost like two hours. So after the class, he, before leaving, he, he called me back and then he asked, me What's your name? And then I told my name in typical in Sanskrit way. We, to the elders, we do a, a namaskar mm-hmm. by expressing ourselves where we belong, mm-hmm. where the lineage belongs. So then I, sp- then I did namaskar. Then he said, hey, Whatever, you're not, you're, not, you're not teaching, you're just practicing. I said, Yes, Guruji, I don't know. So I was just, I thought this is the way to teach. Then he said you have to come down to your student's level in teaching. So that was the interesting point in my life. It took almost 20 years wow. what he said. What was the meaning of come down to your student's life, a student, in, I mean, in teaching, yes. student level. Then when I was traveling in the year 2001 to, uh, to South American countries, then a couple of teachers, they expressed that, Master, though we don't understand English, but the way you teach, we are able to understand. So then, oh my God, so this is the way. (laughs) So Guruji Vati said, it was this one. So I had to, if I, because for me, mythology is a tool to express my teaching, Mm. but who will understand the mythology? So if I say Vishwa or Ganesha or Mahabharata or Ramayana, or Hanuman. So people may not understand, so they may ridicule about whatever mythology. So that's why I don't use those words I don't use any superficial words. So so that people can understand. Hmm. So that I, it took twenty years to understand more than
0: twenty years. That's
1: really So nineteen seventy eight, two thousand one, I came to know about what, what, what is, he meant. What he meant. Wow. So that then, so I started my own institution or studio called Prasanthi Yoga Shriya in 1984. Wow. So when I went, when I started, so uh, we went to Pune and requested him, please do come to Inagra tower our institution. He was so happy. He said, well, I definitely I'll come. Make it for three days. So Then I wrote a letter, will you give class? He said, no, I'm going to help you. Don't, uh, what do you call, post it. Uh, don't advertise. I'm giving class. You are going to give class. I'll, I will help you how to take, give class so call it festival so since then 1984 until 2016 my classes are called yoga festival <laughs> it's not a class yes. so a lot of celebration lot of happy moments in life hmm. so that we celebrate so each day is a celebration in that way hmm. if you observe my class so each day it looks like a celebration it does. lot of fun lot of humor so humor is most of the time it's, it's just it comes up wow. see there's no it's not typical thing so I do. My, for me yoga is not what you call just to stretch my legs and hands to connect. So in my st- if I am practicing on my own I'll be connecting my skin muscle bone joints breath and consciousness. Mm. Next level the connect with the students. <laughs> so connect with with people who who, who am I, I, I am not just in a class even if I'm outside I have to connect. If I see a person in kitchen in a, in a in a function I'll connect with him I may make fun about his hair so I may make fun about his the way he walks so I connect my my, my thing is connection is my three friendliness so I want to be friendly with everyone so then friendly with the consciousness mm. super consciousness that's the idea of practicing yoga
0: to connect mm. I had said outside of the Shala one day Arun mm. you were so funny yeah you said that <laughs> and you said it's how I connect with people yeah and that's why I Yeah, even with
1: people. the coconut vendor, I talked to him. I was oh, oh my God, your mustache is so nice.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's God. why I connect with people. <laughs> yes. So how many years did you spend studying under Mr. Guruji? Oh, it was
1: interesting. When he came in from 84, so there was 80 people already practicing with me. So he saw the class. He, I was giving a practice and then he was connecting my class. So the first one was, I think everyone knows, Tadasana. Trikonasana, Parshakonasana, Veerabhadrasana. That's the standing book we usually start with. and doing a Trikonasana itself, second attempt when we are doing, is that I don't stop. Because I was giving instruction right side, around 10 instruction, left side 15 instruction. And he said, you have, cut down the instruction, let them do. If the person is not understanding what you are saying, if he just just taking a foot out in Trikonasana, that's the wrong pose. They have to turn the entire leg. It's not just the foot. So you have to see that, if your students are doing. If, if, if It looks like as if you know the knowledge, just just pouring it out, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help your student. So the student has to do, they have to understand what, what type of instruction you are getting. So that's why I don't give much instructions. I'll see that whatever I practice, I show them, let them do properly, that's the instruction. So, I have to allow my students to understand what I teach.
0: You know, I, Not I, just
1: go on giving instruction, 100 hmm, instructions, right hmm. sir? So then I, I, I will limit myself to an instructor instead of becoming a teacher.
0: Can you, is, what's the difference?
1: Huge difference. <laughs> so, instructor, can you, in the instruction manual, you get the instruction. So, you just give an instruction. Huh. Teacher has an experience of that instruction. So he will practice. Then he will pour it onto your students where then he sees that he's they are practicing what he what what I am practicing or what I'm teaching. But teaching um, is different.
0: You know, I'm, I'm teaching such a, come
1: from the experience.
0: And you have a lot of experience. No,
1: teaching from the experience, but not instruction is in the book. You can uh, instruct, give an instruction.
0: I have never seen someone so it, tuned in to the detail of everyone's body and their own skin in such a way in the two hour class I'm pretty sure you say everyone's name and you direct them and cue them and guide their body into alignment and into shape you touch every single person maybe but you say every single person's name or nickname for that matter sometimes I give them names. I love my nicknames. Yeah. they're amazing thank you um how long did it take you to cultivate that keen, sharp eye of attention? Experience.
1: Experience. Moreover, as I said, I want to connect with people. So if I know their name, then I can, it, as you said, it goes personal. So it, I, I try to see everyone. I have a look in corner and then try to connect with them. With the, with, as you said, I see them, so sometimes I feel that very dull. Mm. I go closer to them and say, hey, I'm Mr. or I'm Madam, are you okay today? So I feel it. So Because then I have to change. So some people come to sleep because they are working, they are restless, they don't they don't have time to rest at home. I said, Come on, let, let rest here, I don't mind. So I give them a rest pose, even I think yesterday, because one lady came and I said I want to rest. Please go ahead. It's not that for me, it's not yoga is not giving a, what do you call what I want or so I have to see even my students get benefited from it.
0: Do you feel like that's something that guru transmitted to you?
1: Guruji was Guruji for everyone, so each one took his subject in a different level. Mm. So it is like, he is like, for example, if you explain about Patanjali, Mm. it is said there is a story in Patanjali. So there was when a couple of students, like 100 students, when they went to Patanjali, so they asked Patanjali, will you teach us? So he said, I can teach, I can give all my knowledge, but only two conditions. One is, you should not miss a class. Second, you're not supposed to see me. So if you see me, you'll be burnt. Hmm. Because as you know, Patanjali has, is an incarnation of a God. I mean, Adishesha or the serpent. So where Vishnu was sleeping on is a couch. The Adishesha was a couch for Vishnu. Hmm. So that's why he there's no leg. So, there is this dhyana sloka it expresses the identity of Patanjali. It oh, is Abhahu Purusha Karam mm. Shanka Chakra Asidharinam. So, Sahasra Pranamami That is, a person doesn't have lower body, snake, upper body is human, mm. so with four hands. So, these are because even in the, any god they have their weapons, they have their own identity. So, even Patanjali identity with the one conch, one disc. disc, so one small sword, unfold it hand. Mm. so so that's the way we connect with a, with the a Patanjali. Mm. so when, when he, and he said you know there's a two deal, as I said. So all hundred students sitting together, listening to him. It was a listening. So everyone got a different concept, understanding of his teaching. So when they, when they were sitting together. Everyone was surprised how it's possible if a man behind the screen was able to connect with us with so, so many instructions, so many understand knowledge. So that's why one gentleman wanted to see him. They should not one Patanjali, they should many. So the moment they opened the screen, so the eyes, Patanjali's eyes went to all that hundred and eight, hundred people, they were burnt. Wow. So only one came late. So that's why we got the knowledge. That's the story. We all... It's not a mythology story. But even if you have visited temple in India, so in front of God, no one stands in front of God. They'll stand to the right, they'll stand to the left. In front, you can see a big pillar because God's eyes are so powerful. So that's why we will not face Him. Mm. So that's why we said always to the sides with respect so that's the story to link with Patanjali. You are not supposed to stand in front of Guru. That right? all always to the sides. Very rare we we stand in front of teacher. Even in my even with my Guru. So if he said sit down, I sit to the side, Excellent. not in no, the side, oh. not directly in front of. Very rare occasion we sit in front. Wow. So because the, we are not what you call we don't have that much time to receive that grace from them. Hmm. So even they say even the the, the eyes of the king, mm. the vision of the king is very strong. Mm. So even the king of those days they never used to stand in front of, in <laughs> front of the king, only to the sides. Mm. Yeah.
0: And uh, when it comes to your from from Guruji from Mr. Iyengar...
1: Oh, let me explain. That's right. Oh. So 1984 he came. He saw my class. I I got down. Asked me to cut down the instructions. The next one was when we are coming down from the class. He said, Arun, whatever you have learned is nothing. <laughs> Two things. One is that before I say whatever I gave, it's for years. It's for three years. I was surprised. What he said? Only si- seven poses in three days. It is for three years. Couldn't understand what he saying. Then now I know because those instructions, even now, it pours into my into my brain because I lost that. Because they, at that time we we are very ignorant we not learn, we not listen to him. We might have listened, but it was not be recorded properly. Mm. Only when you are connected with the teacher, that comes in. Then I go, oh, okay, oh, this is the point which Guruji showed many years ago. So, so many techniques, so many instructions, so many things. It, it is recorded, but it doesn't come out. So when you are practicing, when you connect with the consciousness of Guruji, then the instruction comes. Then, mm. if I think it is my own instruction, then I am full. Because that we have run. He has done the work, not me. So I am just connected to him, so that I get little things from him. Mm-hmm. So then he said, hey, I, you have to come to Pune, to learn, for a month. He said, whenever you say I am there, Guruji. Then he asked me to come couple of, what do you call, uh, intenses, where Gita used to give class. Mm. So I learned from, a lot from Gita Ji. So whatever I am now, because of Gita Ji. Wow. We, all this, what do you call, I talk on the subject, on the subject, Yes. Yes. So many things are from, from her. Plus, of course, experience from the students around, around the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think there are many systems of yoga. Yeah. And it's all yoga. Yes. Right. Yeah. However, in my very uh, uh, basic understanding of how Iyengar is differed from other systems of yoga, it seems to be that there's a huge scientific focus on Iyengar yoga, and especially what Mr. Iyengar was, was investing in practicing for years and for all of his life. But then keeping in mind that I did just say, it's all yoga. So his uh, findings on all the medical benefits of all these postures still is encompassed within um, many of the other systems of yoga. But can you illuminate how there is a science of yoga? If you
1: asked him, he would have told he's, a, he's an artist. The hmm. like artist is more greater than the science. So, I, whatever medical thing, what we speak about, the alignment, all those things, is more of his intuition. Hmm. Because you see, he saw many people, he experimented on his own, so he experienced on his own then try to help other other patients or other students. Uh, he was very, for, for example, all because of his experience. So once he came to Prashant Yoga, to Jainadar, he saw a lady, he said, Oh lady, you have a problem with your thyroid, go and check with your doctor.
0: Hmm.
1: So even today I was telling you in a class, I was studying and what do you call in and Vipri Dandasana on the chair and I was standing at a lady. Immediately, I, my guru came to me. In the sense, his knowledge. He, he was telling someone, I mean, me. So, if a lady has a blockage in fallopian tube, so how to work on a backward bend? So, I was playing that lady also. So That's why I said, he, we always link with the teacher. So, he's used to give pressure on certain parts, spots. So, that it opens up. Mm. He has done some miraculous... What they call work work. Work on physical body. Wow. Yeah. Then of course he touched everyone's mind and heart too. Yes, of course. He's very interesting. He's very challenging. He's a challenge. No, I'm no. not saying no, it's not it's his way of to teach. Hmm. For example, I was told, I mean I'm one of my students went to uh, to the pune and he was sitting in the library. And then he he mentioned my student. Arun has a lot of ego. <laughs> when he comes to Pune, he does he just stand behind a pillar and then he just takes everything from his eyes. Then he doesn't assist the class. That was true. Because I was very shy mm. because a big institution, there so many couple of senior teachers. So I'm very much shy to even to go and help them. Mm. So that's why I used to he, he saw me, definitely he saw me. So I was there are a couple of pillars there. I used to hide. So then I need not help.
0: <laughs>
1: so then I was, as I said, I was very timid and humble and all those things. I thought, okay, let me, let me, next time when I met, let me talk to him. So I went to the library, I touched this with Guruji. I came to know that uh, I have, you said that I have a lot of ego. I said, Guruji, I don't have much ego. I folded my na- mouth. He put his finger, index finger on my face. I said, what is this? Telling myself that I don't have ego. He's a big ego.
0: <laughs>
1: that's, that's why he hits in a proper way.
0: <laughs> that's true. Wow. <laughs> so
1: he reads human mind. So yoga is nothing that, not just hand movements or leg movements. Mm. So it's, it works, works more on psychology. As of when you're you coming in a car, and a cab, I mean, car I was explaining, mm. I was telling you about, it is not what you call it just a backward bend or a forward bend or a twist. If a person says to tell me that I don't like backward bend, so I know why he doesn't like a forward backward bend or why he doesn't like a forward bend, why he doesn't like a twist thing. I know, I, we can understand why. So for, it took years to understand why people doesn't like a backward bend. So I thought, okay, maybe a weak spine or a cervical spine. For so indigestion or liver, you know what you call it? liver sluggishness. So for that, one may feel giddy. one may feel may not feel like it. So that's not true.
0: Hmm.
1: In each section of what you practice, it has a strong influence on on, on psyche, on emotions, on emotions too. Yeah, of course. Hmm. So that that is very interesting for me to learn as as the year goes on, as I am expanding signal if a person says I'm, I don't like twisting I know why he doesn't like it. then I will ask his profession what is your profession then I know oh yeah definitely that's why, that's why he doesn't want to do twisting postures because twisting postures it remains you at present hmm. so if a person doesn't want to live in present he want to dwell in past or future that's why he doesn't want to do twisting the person always in a project and a building project or some other project he doesn't want to to remain at present. They have to go to the future all the time. Mm. That's why he doesn't want to do this. Backward bend. I don't use word bends. So the moment you think of back bends, so the back hurts. Because they work from the back. I don't say back bend, I say backward bend. The huge difference. In a back bends, if you think about the moment they think they work from the back. For me, I work from my stomach, I work from the legs, I work from the shoulders, not from my spine in that sense. Mm. So if the past is not good, then they come up with emotion. They try. all this will come up, the past will come back to the at present, they start crying or weeping or feel low about it. Mm. And sometimes the people say, oh, if I do backward, I don't get good sleep. For me, nice so vice versa, I get good sleep when I do a backward bend. So it depends on sequencing, as you know, Ianga yoga is full of sequencing. After a class, if you feel little agitated, little aggressive, then that practice is wrong.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: So one should feel a little quiet and calm when you finish the class.
0: Are there tools that we can use in our practice that you could offer that would help uh, uh, the, our yogis... Settle into poses, you know, if they find agitation of mind in back bend and twist and forward bend or just frustration and this. That's sense. why
1: we need sequencing. Sequencing is important here. So, mm-hmm. how do you, you sequence the pose? For example, like a um, couple of years ago, I. Not just two years ago, I went. I was in. I don't remember where, East to West or Midwest, I don't know, in the US. I saw an interview with a uh, Guruji. Mm-hmm. He was telling that uh, there are. 8 to 10 pastures which gives you quietness and calmness which we can't explain
0: hmm.
1: so pain and pleasure we can't give it, it's not like a, when you go to an Indian restaurant especially in the United States they give you a rate uh, how much spice you need 5, 3, 4, 8, 10 so spicy mild so the same way we can't tell about that bliss uh, that comfort I not am not supposed to use comfort. Uh, that what you call, that type of calmness and quietness. Mm. So there are four or five forward bends, which gives you quietness and calmness. That is prasarita uttanasana, mukha shvanasana uttanasana Three forward bends. Mm. Even there it depends on how you practice. For example, when couple of if, if you see my class, I start my prasarita like as if you are doing shvanasana as if you are doing shishasana, mm-hmm. as if you are doing sarvangasana the arms will be like Adomakishvanasana so all these three combinations I give so the the moment you come to the class you come to relax and you come to quieten yourself to calm yourself that's why we chant Om to quieten ourselves so from there I do little quad bends again to get that quietness and calmness so one has to find out which pose will be more I mean which gives you that quietness and calmness so for me it can be Adomakishvanasana for others, Adumakasya, it's very difficult to hold that. So then they may do Prasvaita For others, Uttanasana. So all, any three postures, you just choose. Like even in, you know that, in a deity when you when you pray, in, in, in Hindu, this thing, one has a deity, favorite deity, maybe Hanuman, maybe Ganesha, maybe Shiva, maybe Krishna, maybe Rama, there are so many. So we choose one for our prayer. For yoga practitioner, maybe Patanjali. Mm. So, Patanali is the main thing for us. So, that, like same way, you have to select, even in what you call in uh, music, you select one. We call it ragas. So, they, sell, they master one raga. Mm. So, same way, you have to master one pose, which gives you quietness and calmness. Mm. So, then, after forward band there is Shishasana, then Sarvanga, Shishasana, Headstand, stand, Karanapidasana on chair, repeat Karani, sometimes repeat Dandasana mm. on chair. So these are the like 8 to 10 postures which gives you quietness and calmness. So we start before then the quietness and calmness. We end with Sarvanasana, Karnipidasana, Svetupanth to remain calmness. So this is the hint for you. Mm-hmm. So in between you can practice whatever you want. Yes. So you can end this. I am not saying that these what you call asanas is not just in a yoga class. Even in your day-to-day life. So if you are in a traffic or if you are tired or if you are in an aeroplane so if you are agitated the moment you bring that quietness, calmness in your life you know what bhavana you had what feeling you had in those postures like Karnapidasana, Svetupan, Sarvangasana so the moment you go to the pose, take one minute to you, you to drive yourself from in that position Sarvangasana, why do you like Sarvangasana? you don't know why you like Sarvangasana? they call it asanas. so the moment you go to the post you become quiet and calm if you, if you are really practised that way, that type of withdrawal, what you call your pratyahara. So that pratyahara happens in Sarvangasana or any pastures. The moment you are in a difficult position, in a traffic, in a, in a, in a, a plane. So the moment you close your eyes, you, you withdraw, you come to that Sarvangasana level. Your bhavana. Bhavana is feeling. Mm-hmm. The feeling of Sarvangasana, the feeling of Karnapirasana. Even I, I make a joke in, in class. If you are doing why Asana, why you get neck pain? You're not supposed to get neck pain. You're weak. So the moment you think of Saravang Asana, you immediately calm yourself. So you have to find out one Asana which gives you that type of calmness, quietness. Wow. So it's, not, it's, it's outside the mat. Yoga should be not just on the mat. Even outside the mat, you have to get that thing to happen. Then it is we are being practicing yoga. Other you end up with the physical activities.
0: Wow, that is a profound way, truly, for us to take our practice off the mat and into the world. We hear that all the time. At yeah, least yeah, yeah. I, I hear that all the time, yeah. and I'm sure our listeners. Take your practice off the mat and into the world. But right there, to me, that is just such a tangible, a visceral uh, uh, ability and conscious observation to seek a pose. And really draw into the feeling that is resonating within the mind and the body and the breathing patterns and take that out into challenge and into opportunities for growth. Yeah. That's awesome. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> like you say. No, I learned from you. I, I've been I heard it super cool. <laughs> Very neat. So hmm. When it, so we've gotten down into the settling, into dropping into poses. You know, uh, what is it about certain postures? What, what's the what's, What is the benefit? Say, I stay in Trikonasana for five breaths, right and left side, maybe seven breaths, versus staying in Trikonasana with you like we're doing for five minutes, maybe. Or even two minutes, change sides four or five times in pattern. What is the difference of how the benefit of the pose is dropping into our bodily sensations and awareness?
1: Aha, uh-huh. that's interesting. So, yoga is not for a sensation, mm. it is for the sensory audience.
0: Say more. <laughs>
1: So, oh, if you are doing for the senses, then there is a pain, pleasure and pain. So for the senses, it doesn't need any, any of those sensations. So, as you rightly said, we practiced, we took an asana. We we'll go on practicing it. It is like elaborating. It is like a movement. It is like a flow. It is like an eye extending your action or your consciousness. Oh. So, one time we just do do it. Second time, little interesting. Third, so... You just think about five minutes. Sometimes you do not. I am not saying that I am going to stay in a pose for a, for five or an hour. Hmm. If you observe two or nine, ninety minutes class, you might be doing four or five pastures. So asana is not an exercise. Asana is to hold. When you end an asana, when you end an exercise, the asana, real asana happens. So if yoga is called chitta vritti nirodha, that is stopping controlling the movements or the fluctuations of mind intelligent ego. Chitta is mind consciousness control of mind into ego. If that is yoga, then what is what about asanas? Mm. Asana is to control the movements, the fluctuations of the muscles. The muscle should not move. When the muscle doesn't move the body is stable. When the body is that is what do you call uh, stira sukhamasana? Yes. Stira chira sukhamasana. So where you hold a pose. So body needs the mind needs a moving body. The mind moves. So when, they, when you we are just hold the pose. The mind doesn't move. Mm. And that's why I said in the beginning now, the pratyahara happens for a practitioner, for an asana practitioner. The pratyahara happens, especially those in ten postures where your sensory organs are completely quiet and watchful in all the ten postures. So the moment you bend forward, you merely, all your senses have become quiet and, quiet and calm. Uttanasana, Adho Mukha, Prasiddhi So, So, in the, one more word we use in Sanskrit, it's called Snayu in your In Pranayama, we call it stambana, means holding, holding the breath. Snayu, so, you Stambana, or... That stamina whole that's holding, even here they have muscle, you have to hold the muscle. The more you hold, the more you get relaxation, then you can stand more. Mm. So that's why one has to hold the posture for a length of time, where the teacher also from within he comes to you to help you. <laughs> that's why I have to hold the pose. So it's just to hold, to hold your consciousness there. So it's not just pulling the kneecap or tightening the vortex. So it takes a little more time. That's why you need your own practice, on, on a, a personal practice, what your mind feels, mm. what your body feels at that time. Mm. So you can't stick to a, a certain level of practice. You go on changing. So today morning I get up, so I I come to class, so I feel what, what, what type of practice I need. So then according to that, I practice though I'm sometime anytime I may, I may prepare myself oh today is Friday the whole of Ayingar yoga community will do a backward bend let me also practice I may start with one Urdhama Krishvanasana then I may feel no somehow I'm not comfortable my hip my hip is giving some problem then I have to change then I'll change again my, my mind okay come on my, my hip is better let me continue hmm. so like that it goes on change our practice will change If you stick to it, I have to do that, then you end up in back pain. Mm. So there should not be pain in that sense, in our practice. Mm. There should not be any, what you call, stuck on our practice. That's amazing. Mm.
0: I think that's a great takeaway for not only me personally, but all of us to, you know, despite we go to classes, you know. Like this morning after you taught two classes, you were like, I need to go do my own practice real quick, and then we go. And uh, I think that's important you know, to have personal practice. That's something that I seek to cultivate in 2017. That's one of my intentions is to maybe step away more so from being in the room with other group practice, which I value so much. I think some... You learn that. Yeah.
1: Learning is different. Huh. Uh Teaching is different. Demonstration is different. Hmm. Teaching is different. Sharing is different. Oh, Everything mm. is different. Uh, it was very interesting for me. Hmm because many from years and years I just practice. So when I practice, I close my eyes. And in a class, if I had to demonstrate, I had to demonstrate, I close my eyes. Because I am just a practitioner at time. So I want to go deep into myself and I have to learn. I have to practice on my own. But recently, um, 2016, in May, in, we had a Iyengar Yoga Convention in Bokkaraton in in uh, in Florida, hmm. in the United States. I was a student. After long, long years, as a student. Student in in the sense, a big group, a like, thousand people, where Abhijata Sridhar, Guruji's granddaughter, she gave a convention. So, I went to the class. First few minutes, I was not a student. I was also a teacher. <laughs> so I was watching what the teacher is giving. Then after that, I surrendered myself that is, I am not a teacher. I am a student. Hmm. So when I am a student, even in Sarvangasana, I was not able to close my eyes. I was opening my eyes because I had to be attentive. Listen. Be, listen, watch and learn. So that, that's why I said completely different. So the approach is different. Hmm. So even for a practitioner, we need a lot of discipline. As a practitioner, I need my own I need my own room, I don't need my own food, I need my own recreation, I need everything I need for, to be a good practice. For a demonstration or for a teaching in a class, I don't need much discipline because the body has done from years. So, without any people call warm up, we don't need any warm up. Hanumanasana, anytime you can do because the body knows. How to do a Narmanasana? One right leg goes back, or left leg goes back. Or right leg forward, left leg back. So if I, I know where I I am tight in my muscle there, so I know where to release that. The moment I go there, I release, I don't get pain. So I don't need any warm up or a preparation for to do a pose. Because well, the body has already done. The body has its own memory. Mm. So for that, I don't need discipline. For practice, I need my my discipline there, complete discipline for it. For demonstration, I said, no, not necessary.
0: What kind of discipline? In a practice, right. we hold the for length of time.
1: In, in demonstration, just 10 seconds, mm. 20 seconds, and a minute maximum. But in other, in the practice, it will be more. The range is different.
0: What are you disciplining when you go do your personal practice? What is in need of discipline? What do you mean? I go for five minutes and uh, I'm done. Yeah. I, I do my practice for five minutes. Is mm. it kind of th- the kind of thing where you know, maybe there's a, a discipline to really drop in and be still, to have willpower to yeah. stay. Yeah. Where maybe I'm speaking from I'm speaking for myself here. Sometimes I go into a pose and uh, everything's bubbling up to the surface and everything in me is like, oh, I just want to Leave because I don't want to face this right now. So to have the discipline to...
1: That, that's only at the beginning. Everyone face, will face that. Mm. Uh, and then after a couple of wee- months, you don't feel... You, you, you overcome that. Right. And moreover, this is all uh, what you speak about asana. There's also there's no time bound. Mm. So one asana, you can for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Done. So it can, it, you can go on practicing. Be like a meditation. Meditation doesn't have a time bound. So it's very funny people say oh, I do I do meditation how can you do meditation you have to be in meditation to feel meditation So even, for, even practicing asana for me it is like doing a meditation it has to be done. Asana should be not go on doing it mm. so if you go on doing it as an exercise they not come to the level of asana. you have to be in an asana
0: the great paradox of doing and being yeah
1: yeah so you have to be in an asana but not go on doing an asana Mm -hmm. so lessen the movements so it is not activity it is an action
0: so that's also a yoga sutra I don't know the the Sanskrit cadence and you might uh, but it is to soften the intensity of your efforts
1: oh yeah it happens it, it takes time yes Effortless effort, what the people call about. Effortless effort.
0: Effortless effort. Yeah. That's the sutra. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Nice, Arunji. Well, last question. So we are approaching 2017. Yeah. This is exciting. It's an auspicious time, I feel, on the planet, and uh, especially just being here and uh, and sitting across from you and studying with you this deep knowledge that has been transmitted over years. As we share it with our listeners on the Yoga Revealed podcast, what would be some tips that you would have to offer to our practitioners as they move forward into 2017 to continue to evolve and aspire for for evolution and connection to what you were speaking to as super conscious?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yes, the asana is, I many times I say asana is like a, giving a chocolate to a kid which to come close to us. Asana is like that, it's like a chocolate. <laughs> Let them come closer to us, what? then the teacher will guide you. In the sense that it is not just an a-, a practice of an asana, it is practicing other principles of yoga, like we call it the empire thing Maitri, Karuna, Mudita, Upekshana, Ananda, five, which comes in Yoga Sutra. Hmm. This is the quality and the character of a for a human being. Not just forget about your practitioners. Maitri, friendliness. Friendliness with everything, each and everything. Mm. Not not just a person, even the nature. That is friendliness. Compassion. Then being happy all the time. Then feeling everything in indifferent. That's very much imparted in our practice. The content. So... That is very much important in our practice. If you practice this, then everything will be. You will connecting the consciousness.
0: Kindness and compassion. Kindness,
1: compassion, being happy all the time,
0: content. What do you mean? Contentment. Contentment.
1: Santosha. Santosha. Mudita. Mut- Ananda. 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 Ananda is happiness. So there are happiness in many ways hmm. in Sanskrit. Both are little different. Ananda, santosha, mudita. Hmm. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, Arun, thank you so much thank for you. sharing with us thank the you. the years of experience that you have committed yourself to and devoted yourself to. It's an absolute honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Namaste. If you would, would not mind closing us with the the sound of Om. Yeah, perfect. Um.
1: Kara bindu samyktam nityam dhyanti yogina kamada moksha damchaiva om karaya namum namaha.
0: Thank you, my friends, for listening to one of India's most senior Credited Iyengar Yoga Teacher's Arun. If you feel called to travel to India and study with Shri H.S. Arun, feel free to contact me through my email, aleclovelifeyoga at gmail.com, and we can get the conversation started for you. Take the leap. Arun travels the world as well, and you can find out where he's teaching, hopefully near you. Visit yogashraya.org. That's yoga, S-H-R-A-Y-A. I'm recording this outro to you from Vietnam as I travel through Asia for six months, crossing paths with inspired yogis who are making a difference in the world, which we truly seem to need now more than ever. Thank you for taking all that you have learned in your practice and through the podcast and integrating it into your daily flow of life. We are stronger than we think. And just by practicing, we make one of the biggest differences, not only in our day, but also in the days of those we connect with. Shine on and stay true to you. Until next time, my friends, your brother Alec is sending you love. Namaste. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.